Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beat the Bell. I'm Ian Whitfield, joined here by Shane Riley. Shane, how are you doing today? I'm, Ian, I am phenomenal. I'm very excited for this episode of Beat the Bell. Um, we'll be breaking down the uh, dra- draft lottery uh, that took place um, on Tuesday. Uh, a lot of surprising things. We'll be covering, obviously, um, some. there was some reactions to uh, how it turned out and then what the Pelicans should do with Anthony Davis and that whole scenario. Um, we'll be discussing who we think is the biggest loser of the NBA draft lottery um, and then um, making our selection for uh, for the Lakers and what they should do with their fourth pick. Um, so I'd say we just go get right into it, starting off with the first question. Um, there were lots of surprises surrounding the NBA draft lottery on Tuesday night, and a quote from Rudy Gobert stated that he thinks that tanking in the NBA has come to an end. Ian, is tanking truly over um, for the NBA? Uh, no, tanking is not truly over. But I think we are going to see it be simmered down a little bit. If a team isn't winning nowadays, like by winning, I mean going to conference championships, going to win the NBA finals, not going a couple rounds in the playoffs. If they aren't truly winning, teams are blowing it all up. And they're saying, oh, here, you want our star player? Go, take them, take them. We're going to start over and we're going to build from scratch and we're going to become the Warriors. And I think that's going to come to an end. As we saw last night, we had three teams with 14% odds. And when you look at 14% odds, like that's not that great of odds to get the first pick that was only New York Cleveland and Phoenix and Cleveland and Phoenix ended up with the five and six pick in the draft and they were projected to be a top three pick so and then the Knicks obviously everyone thought oh the Knicks are getting number one which I don't know why because they had the same odds as Cleveland and Phoenix to get Zion and obviously that didn't work out for them so no I don't think it's truly over but this is going to shake up what tanking is in the NBA for a long time to come and I think it's going to benefit large market teams that can buy free agents over these small market teams that can't really blow it all up anymore and try to get players that way. Yeah I definitely think I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I do believe um, that tanking is going to continue. Um, It's not coming to an end but I think that um, even though they do have a less odds I think that the worse you do you still have a higher chance of getting that first pick. So I mean teams aren't going to purposely by the end of the season uh, go out of their way to lessen their odds uh, for the number one overall pick because, you know, they, they still have to get their highest chance to get that franchise player. I think that the small market teams really have to uh, work on getting uh, better odds. So I think that teams are still going to try to tank. I think that all that the only thing that the NBA has done by evening out the, first, the three odds of the uh, three worst teams is that they've made it less effective. Um, I don't think it's going to stop teams from tanking, as you also mentioned. Um, I just think now it's a lot less effective, and it's really going to benefit the uh, big market teams like New York. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, heading into our second question, kind of uh, staying with the draft here. Uh, the Pelicans ended up with the first overall pick in this year's upcoming draft, Shane, but AD still says he wants out after talking to numerous people. Um, if you're the Pelican, Shane, how are you handling the situation in the pick? I think that that they could still potentially get a trade from the Lakers, uh, a deal for Kyle Kuzma and, you know, Lonzo Ball, Brian Ingram, and the fourth overall pick uh, gives the Pelicans a lot of young talent for the next couple of years, especially because they can package together players like uh, Zion Williamson and DeAndre Hunter with the one and four. Um, But if they can't get a deal for AD before the draft, they can still work on convincing him to stay. Um, As we've seen, they're very very determined – in getting Zion Williamson, obviously with the number one overall pick, that that's pretty pretty set in stone if you ask me. But I think that drafting Zion is a very good reason to give New Orleans a second chance. He's a generational talent. Mm-hmm. We've never seen anything like him before, and I think that 
Anthony Davis should really consider staying because uh, you don't really get to play with these guys. He's basically our generation's LeBron. I know that you do have a chance to play with LeBron in, in the Lakers and stuff like that, but I still think that uh, New Orleans should still be an option for Anthony Davis. Yeah, I agree with you. I I think what's going to end up happening is AD right now already expressed. He said, I'm done. Like, I don't really care. Zion is great. I respect him, but I want out. And what I think is going to happen is I think the, the Pelicans are going to say, this is what I also think they should do. I think this is what they should do, and I think this is also what's going to happen. I think they should try to get him to st- talk to a- AD for a, another month or two. Try to convince him. Show him Zion workouts because Zion's going to get the chance to work out with the team and stuff. Let AD watch some of this. See what he's up against or see what he could be teaming up with and see if this is a player he could take under his wing. Because you have to remember, sorry, the Pelicans should not trade this pick. I also want to put that out there. I think Zion is so good and such a generational talent that you have to take this kid. Because think about what he's had. He was the... He was All-Conference Player of the Year, ACC, Freshman of the Year, ACC, Wooden Award winner, All-ACC defense. I mean, the only other person that's done that recently in is a- Anthony Davis, and he did that in the SEC. So it, the fact that you could end up with an Anthony Davis-type player is phenomenal, and Zion has even more hype around him, so I, you can't pass up on him. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with you. I think that they should try to keep Anthony Davis and Zion on the same team. Uh, getting into our next topic, Ian, who do you think was the biggest loser of the NBA draft lottery? The biggest loser is hands down the New York Knicks. And it's not, even though they had the same percentage pick as uh, Phoenix and Cleveland at 14%, the, the Knicks are definitely the losers. I don't know what the people in New York were really thinking when they thought that Zion was a guaranteed fall to them. Like, it's set in stone. Zion is ours. Like, it, it's a 14% chance. And when you really think about it, as I mentioned earlier, it's 14%. It's not like it's 40%, right? Like, this is a small percentage, and it's an even with two other teams. And as we showed, it doesn't matter. Like New Orleans had a 6% chance, and they got the number one pick. So um, I think the Knicks are definitely – R.J. Barrett is a good player. I think he'll be fine in the NBA, especially with his size at 6'7". There's some value there, even if he isn't like the dominant player in the paint that what he was in college because everyone's bigger here in the NBA. But I think he's still great, and I, I don't know. I still think the Knicks are the overall losers of this draft because of what they thought they had, and I think this might affect what free agency also has to bring for them. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. I think that the biggest loser of the lottery was the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I think that they were really hoping for a top three pick as you know a chance to get R.J. Barrett, Ja, or uh, Zion Williamson, but instead of uh, having a top three pick as they were slotted to get you know with their, with their 14% chance, they even had the, the highest odds to get the number one. Uh, they ended up at five. Um, the Knicks still ended up in the top three, and th- it's a big market team. Uh, as you see, like Cleveland, uh, they're they're a bit of a smaller market, and they really don't have a future. Besides Colin Sexton, uh, not a lot of guys on their roster have much potential, um, not to mention that they also gave Kevin Love a $120 million extension uh, in 2018. He'll be playing with them uh, until the 2023 season. So th- they really end, as well as Tristan Thompson's c- contract, they really have a lot of money uh, that they're putting into uh, – washed up guys and they really don't have a huge future i mean they can still get a uh, a good talent at five but uh it's definitely not zion williamson yeah i mean there's no one else in this draft that zion williamson and it probably won't be for the next couple of years um yeah next heading into our final question chain it seems like the first three picks in the nba dra- draft are locked up uh, zion williamson john Morant, and rj barrett going in that order um who do you think the lakers are going to select it for is they kind of got blessed with a pretty good pick uh, I think that the the Lakers should uh, select DeAndre Hunter out of UVA. 
Um, he was able to prove that he can cover both guards and forwards as he usually was taking on uh, college basketball's best player on defense, uh, regardless of what position they were, minus the center position, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and his offensive game is actually very respectable. Uh, he can, As we saw in the championship game, as well as the Final Four, that he can knock down the corner three. Uh, throughout the whole season, he shot 52%. Um, he scored 15.2 points a game this season, as well as the uh, 27 points he scored in the finals against Texas Tech. I, I just think that he, he's got a very complete game. He, he could get a little more development on the offensive side of the ball, um, but working with a another forward, you know, some guy named LeBron James, I think that he can also <laughs> help him uh, improve his offensive side of the game and also really can learn under LeBron. I think that both of them can uh, really be a good 3-4 for the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, watching him in the national championship game, obviously he showed a lot. But I'm going to go with Darius Garland on a Vanderbilt 6-3. Um, he's a 6-3 guard, knockdown outside shooter. And to mention, as you mentioned, playing with LeBron James, there's a lot that can complement him. Um, Darius Garland being that knockdown shooter is ob- – LeBron James is the point guard for the Lakers, right? Let's just put that out there. We all know it. And he is running that organization, more or less. So Darius Garland being a, a quality shooter, someone else who can be his d- good defense off the ball, so he can help LeBron spread the floor even more. And it takes the ball out of Lonzo Ball's hands when um, oh, sorry, LeBron isn't on the floor or running point guard. So Lonzo can't really create his own shot. He's not, that, he's not a volume shooter. He's not a volume scorer, for that matter. So Darius Garland is someone who can be that volume scorer. So that allows Lonzo to open up and do his role of passing and opening up lanes for other people in LeBron just to finish at home or Darius Garland to shoot from three. And I think that would be a really good pick for them overall. Yeah, I definitely agree that the Lakers are in a great position and either one of the guys they select, uh, I think that they're going to get a good player. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beat the Bell. Make sure you tune in next week as we'll be discussing more sports news. And make sure you check out DHSPress.com for all the news the Titans need to know.